You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Radical Disruption. I am sitting here recording my very first episode since having a baby, and I am already starting off strong with some behind the scenes and honesty around how things are going. I had planned for and had every intention for this month to be a whole client spotlight month, but time truly just got away from me with baby and I wasn't able to schedule out my guest episodes in time before the episode release dates. So jokes on me. It's not going to be a client spotlight month, but I am for the next few months, hopefully going to spotlight a few more of my clients. Keyword being hopefully we'll see how things go. Truthfully, not holding myself accountable to that whatsoever, but I have amazing, amazing, amazing clients that I truly do want to bring on. So again, fingers crossed, hopefully that ends up happening. But I figured it worked out great anyways, because the questions that I've been getting asked a lot are about having a baby. And it's only fitting that on my first official episode back, I talk about navigating business and how that's been since having a baby. So I'm going to run through a few of my most commonly asked questions But before I do, I just have to say that this episode is applicable even if you aren't going to have a baby soon or ever because what I've done to prep is what I'll do to also prep for long vacations in the future or just simply time that I take away from work. And also, side note here, I want to start implementing a month-long work break each year. And this was inspired by Jenna Kutcher taking a month off and living in different places with her family or at least according to her book, that's what she says that she does. But I was really inspired by that, and I love that. Now, when I'm going to start implementing that, I'm not really sure. So when is when is the key? And I'll, I'll of course, keep you up to date on all that. But when I do start taking a month off every year as a break, I'm going to use all the things that I learned from maternity leave to make sure that I have a successful time away. Successful meaning unplugged, but still making money. Oh, and I should also mention that if you're new to the podcast or you haven't been on Instagram much because of the holidays and all that good stuff, and you probably, I mean, you probably already guessed from the podcast episode title and everything that I've already shared so far in this episode, but I had a baby girl last year. Um, Remy May was born in our home on October 30th, 2023. She's an absolute angel. Best thing to have ever happened. So just wanted to make sure that that was clear that I have had a baby. Just in case you're new here and maybe you don't know. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Now let's dive into some questions. What helped most when it came to preparing for maternity leave? Okay. I shared in a previous podcast episode all the things that I was doing to prepare for maternity leave. But what were the things that actually helped in the end? Number one, prepping my team. So Having a team put into place prior to taking maternity leave, that was obviously a huge thing. Is that to say that you can't have a successful maternity leave without having a team? 
and that you have to go out and hire a team in order to take maternity leave? No, not necessarily. But for me personally, that gave me a lot of peace of mind stepping away from my business was having people there to be able to still have things running while I was away. So for my team, that looked like prepping all of my emails in advance. So working with my email marketing manager to make sure that all those were prepped in advance. That was prepped. All my emails were prepped from well, for two months in advance from when my due date was. So for November and December, those emails were prepped in advance. That also looked like for me, recording podcast episodes all the way up until the first week of January. And then working, uh, I guess, sending those off to my podcast team to take care of that, do all the editing and uploading while I was on maternity leave. That looked like letting my virtual assistants know ahead of time. I would say probably two months after I found out I was pregnant is when I started letting my team know and started um, working with them to prepare. I even hopped on like some hour long meetings with my team to make sure that they understood what I needed um, support from them with during this time away, what deadlines in terms of like when I wanted things done prior to having a baby, what it looked like in terms of them contacting me while I was on maternity leave, if they needed to contact me, what it looked like in terms of when I was coming back from maternity leave. So I started having those conversations pretty early on um, in my pregnancy, just knowing that um, I wanted to make sure that they had time to help me to also prepare. So prepping my team was probably the number one most important thing that I did to help me be able to step away from my business during maternity leave. I think those were the big things when it came to my team was just really just letting them know and then having their support in batching out content to be able to last not just one month, but two months while I was away. Number two, in terms of things that helped me while I was prepping for maternity leave that I was really grateful that I had gone done was getting done any projects that I had put on the back burner. So for me, this was updating copy and design for my website with the intention being that I wanted to create a website that converts more viewers into followers passively. So this is not really a necessity, I would say, for anyone who is taking any sort of break, whether that be for maternity leave or for vacation. But a big focus of mine while I was away was to have passive sales. So updating my copy and updating my website really helped support my goals. And so that was something that I wanted to make sure that I got done prior to having a baby. And that did get done. And it has been really, really awesome to have that done, not just because it was like a weight off my shoulders, having that big, those two big projects done prior to having a baby, but also knowing the importance of having a website and having great sales copy that converts to make my life easier. Number three would be automations. So again, my goal for this time away, and I would say really probably anyone's goal, I don't know why it wouldn't be your goal if you're taking time away from your business, would be passive income. But because my goal was passive income, I had my email marketing manager go in and really optimize my email funnels. I set up a bunch of other automations with my offers like on the back end to sell people into other offers passively. And then on social media as well, having different automations set up, like updating my frequently asked questions inside of my direct messages, having automations set up like many chat automations. So DM me blank and I'll send you this link, having those types of automations set up as well so I can continue to serve my community, but also bring in sales without me actively having to sell. And number four, I would say as well, and this is kind of a, I don't know, you probably didn't really think of this one um, in terms of like what you would think is the most important thing to prep for taking time away from your business. But for me, this was really important 
which was mindset prep, I really had to shift my mindset that different doesn't mean not successful. And what I mean by that is I was viewing this new season of my life and taking maternity leave and having a newborn as I mean, it is different, right? Totally, totally different. Life has completely changed. Uh, I can tell you that since having a newborn, but leading up to maternity leave and leading up to having a baby, I had lots of fears and anxiety around different meaning that I wouldn't make as much money or that I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I wanted to do. So I really had to shift my mindset that different doesn't mean not successful. And I had to see this new season and also prepping for this season as a challenge really to elevate who I am as a person and my business. So I did a lot of things in prepping for maternity leave that I would have never thought of doing had I not gotten pregnant. And I'm really grateful for that because it's really helped me to see my business and also my time, how I use my time in such a different way. And so that was a really, really, really huge thing for me that caused a lot of anxiety. But I had to work through that pretty much on a day-to-day basis leading up to having a baby just because people tell you. People can tell you like, this is what you know, make sure that you're prepared for having a baby. Make sure like, people always say that. They're like, make sure you're prepared. And I'm like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> and I can tell you right now that nothing could ever prepare you for having a baby. And I don't say that to scare anyone who's on this journey with me. And it's the best thing possible. Like it is uh, hands down the best thing that's ever happened to me outside of meeting my husband and marrying him. But truly there was that anxiety just because I didn't know what life was going to look like. And so there was that fear that I had to work through on a day-to-day basis, really reminding myself that I have everything that I need inside of me to be able to take on any challenges and new ways of doing things that I have to do in the future. Because truly, and that's something I'll get to in the next few questions, but The way that I do things now in my business is completely different than the way that I did things just three months ago prior to having a baby. So those were the four big things. Just to recap real quick, number one, prepping my team. Number two, getting projects done that I put on the back burner, specifically projects that helps me to create more passive income and passive sales. Number three, automations. Number four, mindset prep. Okay, the next question is, what do you wish that you had done prior to maternity leave? This is actually something that I had planned to do prior to maternity leave, but baby ended up coming quicker than I thought. So in my head, and people said this to me too, they're like, hey, first time moms usually go late. Like they usually go past their due date. So in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to go past my due date. So I have plenty of time. Well, she actually ended up coming eight days early. So there were some things that I didn't get done that I wanted to get done that I just told myself, I was like, oh yeah, I have time to do this because she's going to come late. And I think statistically, don't quote me on this, but I think statistically first time moms go like 40 weeks and five days. So usually like five days late is like the average. And so that's what I was like, okay, I have enough time or I have time until, you know, my due date plus five days after to get these things done. And what I'm specifically talking about is batching out my Instagram content and also my story. So I had every intention to do that. I had it in my plan. I even talked about that in my podcast episode about what I was doing to prepare for maternity leave. 
it was all in my intention and plan, but she came eight days early. And so I didn't get that done. And the reason why I waited so long to get that done in terms of batching out content is because I didn't want to batch it out like a whole month in advance and then have some of my content be irrelevant or have content that didn't necessarily speak to what my audience was needing at the time. And so I wanted to leave it to as close as possible to when I was taking time away for maternity leave to batch out this content. And I definitely, once I have my next baby and I'm batching out content or when I'm preparing for maternity leave, I will be batching out my content a lot earlier in advance and just being okay with maybe my content not being quite as relevant, but knowing that I will be able to have content go out consistently. So because I didn't batch out my Instagram stories and my posts, I didn't show up anywhere nearly as consistent as I wish that I had of. And that did affect, in my opinion, how my Black Friday sales went, which I'll talk more about in just a second. But there were things that it did affect. And looking back, obviously, I did the best that I possibly could. And the fact that I showed up at all during that month, looking back with all the things that I was going through is a huge accomplishment. So definitely progress over perfection was what I was shooting for. And I definitely nailed that if we're looking at November. But I do think that my month in November could have gone a lot better in terms of having sales come in more consistently had I prepared and batched out that content because a lot of the automations that I had planned to set up were through like my Instagram stories and my posts. And I didn't, I wasn't able to utilize those because I didn't have my content batched out and I didn't have that strategy that I had hoped um, behind uh, having pieces of content that went out with automations that would drive traffic to like my pre-Black Friday sales and my Black Friday sales and same thing with stories. So things did go a little bit differently as planned, but that's just sometimes how life happens. So that is one thing that I wish that I had done though. And I will do that as well if I end up, when I end up implementing that one month vacation hiatus that I'm going to start taking each year with my family. Another question is, why didn't I use up all the prepped time that I had for maternity leave? So I had prepped up to two months of maternity leave, but I only took one month of maternity leave technically. And the reason being wasn't because of lack of anything. Um, It was more so that I was just simply bored. Uh, With a newborn, they sleep a lot, but at least with my newborn, my newborn was sleeping on me a lot. And so all, the only things that I really had to do was watch a bunch of Netflix or uh, be on my phone a lot. And so I'm like, if I'm going to be on my phone a lot, I might as well be working. And so it was kind of just a pastime for me. And also newborns are up a lot in the middle of the night. So I would have my phone out and it would just be really easy for me to work in the middle of the night versus just scrolling on Instagram endlessly. Because for those first like two weeks when I was like, okay, I'm not working at all. And my first month of maternity leave, I truly didn't work at all. I was just consuming so much content on Instagram. Like I got to the point where there was no content, like no new content left on my feed. Like, you know, when you scroll all the way to the bottom and it's like, you've seen everything that's been posted in the last, you know, I think it says like seven days or something. I, I hit that many of times. And so I was like, okay. I'm consuming way too much. And of course, there are other things that I could have done looking back. Like I wish that I had maybe, you know, started reading a book or something more productive, but whatever, you know, hindsight. (laughs) I started to work because it was just convenient um, for me to have my phone uh, or not convenient, but I had my phone out and I needed something to um, do 
with my time. That's basically the answer to that question. So I could have gone two months, but I was bored, truly. And also, too, when I came back, so the month of November took that totally off for maternity leave. But the month of December, I didn't work like I didn't come back full blast, full capacity, taking on everything that I um, was doing prior to having a baby. Like I was only working like maybe one to two hours a day tops in the month of December. So it wasn't like I came back full blast. It was still, in my opinion, like I was on vacation, but I just worked kind of whenever I wanted to, but there was no pressure for me to show up in any capacity. Like I I wasn't like, oh, I need to do X, Y, Z. There were no deadlines. There were no dates. And so it was nice to have that like kind of transition month, honestly. And, And looking towards like future maternity leaves, that's probably how I'll end up doing it anyways, is I'll give myself two months, like one month totally off of work. And then one month as like a transition month, like starting to come back to work, but not really giving myself any dates or deadlines. And then coming back um, more so on month three. So that's that. Now, next question is, how did Black Friday go while on maternity leave? So I kind of talked about this a little bit when it came to batching on my content. Black Friday and the whole month of November in general didn't go as planned. My goal for the month of November in terms of revenue was $200,000. And looking back at it, I kind of was, I set really high goals, not really knowing what life would look like at that time. And it's not to say there's anything bad with me setting those high goals, but really truly, like I I had never had a baby before. I didn't know what life was going to look like. I didn't know what my capacity was going to look like. And especially since I didn't get those bashed out pieces of content prior to having a baby, things just didn't quite go as planned, which is totally fine. But I didn't hit my goal. I believe I hit $110,000 in revenue in the month of November. So like $100,000 cash month of November, um, which is great. The month after I had a baby, I made $100,000, which is pretty dang insane looking back. Yeah, I am bummed that I didn't hit my goal of 200000 which then didn't make me hit my, then it affected me hitting my overall goal for 2023 in terms of income, which was a million dollars in revenue. So I didn't hit that goal in 2023 because I didn't hit my goal in the month of November, but also I had a freaking baby, um, which is a huge accomplishment. So again, Black Friday didn't go as planned. And I truly genuinely believe looking back that the reason why it didn't go as planned was because I wasn't able to show up in the capacity. Well, I was on maternity leave. And because I didn't batch out my content, I didn't show up in my normal capacity that I had planned to and that I normally would have in the month of November. So again, hindsight, uh, batch out my content way more in advance than when I think I'm going to have my baby (laughs) so that I have that all batched out. And also not just batched out, but scheduled out. That was something I should have mentioned too. So something I wish I would have done is also schedule out my content. And that was also my intention wasn't to just batch it out and then have it. It was to batch it out and schedule it. So I didn't have to think about it at all. But of course, since I didn't batch it out, I couldn't schedule it. So anyways, all that being said, that's how Black Friday went. $100,000 cash, $110,000 revenue, and missing my goal by $90,000, which then affected me missing my goal for the year of 2023. I'm like, what the heck year is it right now? What was last year? I don't even know. 
I probably will say 2022 a bunch of times, even though last year was 2023 now. Anyways, next question. What have you learned since having a baby? I love this question and I can't wait to also touch on this question in future episodes because I think that the lessons are just going to continue to unfold for me. Number one, though, is not being able to have this whole month like a client spotlight episode month like I thought that it would be before having a baby that would have stressed the heck out of me I would have been thinking oh my gosh what are people going to think (laughs) you know if I don't make this whole client this whole month a client spotlight month like I said that I was going to it would have just stressed me out so much I would have been pulling strings I would have been staying up at night trying to find clients to schedule and hop on a podcast episode you know, within the next few hours, like I probably would have been almost in tears and been an anxious mess. But now post baby, I'm just like, oh, well, (laughs) it is what it is. And putting out some podcast episode is better than not putting out any podcast episode. And I realized also too, that no one is going to look back and say, remember when Maya didn't do a whole month of client spotlights when she said that she was going to like, that's not going to happen. They're going to look back and think, Remember when Maya showed up, even when it wasn't perfect and she provided value? And I can't speak for anyone else, but I get so in my head about showing up in a certain way because I'm supposed to, as a business owner, be someone who has it all put together. But the reality is perfection just isn't relatable because no one is perfect. And I just have to keep reminding myself of that where it's like, hey, yeah, This month, I did want to do a whole month of client spotlights and my intentions were good and pure, but having a baby and being two months postpartum, that's just, it just didn't end up working out the way that I wanted it to. And I think that that also kind of goes back to me planning out things prior to having a baby. Like I planned out the month of January to be a client spotlight month before I ever had a baby, not knowing what life would look like once I did have a baby. And so I think Hindsight also as well, kind of a lesson, I guess, that I've also learned that I should have implemented while prepping for maternity leave was to not prep out too many things in advance, just not really knowing what life would look like and what this season would look like for me in terms of how I'd be able to show up and when and where I'd be able to show up as well. So, But that also goes for posting on Instagram as well. So it would have stressed me out to the max, not being able to show up three times a week because I had planned to show up three times a week. But truthfully, I'm just like, well, I'm showing up the best that I can. And with it's still my goal to show up three times a week. So I still aim for that. But with the holidays and with traveling, I haven't been able to sit down and batch content. I haven't batched out my content since prior to having a baby. So like two, almost two and a half months now, I finally now, like this week, have time to sit down and batch out content. But since I haven't been able to batch out my content, I just post whenever I'm able to post at this point. And I'm just taking it one day at a time and just saying to myself, this is the best that I can do. And in this season of my life, this is what consistency looks like to me. And consistency looks different, but that's okay. Number two, in terms of things that I've learned since having a baby would be my time management. There is zero time wasted because I have zero time to waste. When she's sleeping or when she's awake and happy, I have a very small window (laughs) to get things done. 
So I am focusing on the most important things that I can possibly get done. And that means focusing on my income producing activities. And if you're wondering what are income producing activities, that is something that I discussed in episode 31. So go back and watch that episode, not watch it. I guess if you're on YouTube and you're watching me, you can go back and watch it. But if you're listening on the the actual podcast, then you'll go back and listen to it. But episode 31, that's where I talk about income producing activities. And that has been a game changer. Just being able to dive in, know what my income producing activities are and say, hey, I have 20 minutes. What are the things, what are the most important things that I need to get done today? Because this might be the only 20 minute window that I have to get things done today. Um, Some days, if I'm lucky, I'll have a two hour window, which feels like an eight hour window, even though it's only two hours. But the amount of things that I get done in two hours now is honestly mind blowing. And truthfully, if you had told me, again, this is kind of one of those things where it's like people tell you, you know, to prepare for a baby, but I don't think there's anything that could ever prepare you for a baby. And this is kind of one of those things where it's like no one could have prepared me for how little time that I have to get things done until I'm here now. So it really truly has been such a fun challenge for me, though, when I'm like, okay, I have 30 minutes or maybe I only have 10 minutes. Like, what can I get done? What are the most important things to get done? And also recognizing, too, like, kind of going back to what I was saying with posting, I'm posting a lot less and I'm posting a lot more sporadically. And of course, having built a brand and having built a community prior to having a baby and going on maternity leave helped so much. And I'm not saying that that hasn't helped because it has, because having that already put into place is so, so, so helpful. But also I've recognized too, that I don't have to be posting three times a week or every single day in order to hit my income goals. And that's something else with like mindset shifts that I've really had to work through even since having a baby, looking at that and saying, okay, but my income, even with posting less still shows that I can grow. And so really looking at my income as a testament and looking at the sales coming in as a testament that I don't have to post more to make more money and then I don't have to do more things to make more money. And that is just so, so, so powerful. The whole do more to make more mentality and what people are teaching, that to me is just not scalable. It's not sustainable. And that's how you're going to burn out in the end. So that's that's a whole nother tangent for another day. But lesson number three, things that I've learned since having a baby Different seasons of life require different things and different seasons of life change what consistency looks like. Kind of touched on this, but I just really, really, really want to share this so clearly that it's okay if this season of your life and the way that you show up in this season of life looks different. It doesn't mean that you can't be more successful and it doesn't mean that you're going to fall behind and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything negative. This is such a positive thing. It's normal for there to be different seasons in business and different seasons in life. And I think that that's something that's so cool as entrepreneurs is that we get to navigate these different seasons and we get to learn so much from these different seasons because different seasons will teach us different things. And so for me right now, consistency looks like, you know, posting whenever I can instead of you know, three months ago, consistency looked like posting three times a week. And then prior to that, prior to last year, so in the year of 2022, consistency to me on Instagram looked like posting every single day. And so I can already look back just since starting my business at the different seasons that I've been through and see what consistency looks like. And I also think too, like 
that was just an example of consistency in terms of posting on Instagram. But there are different types of consistency in terms of like, what does your morning routine look like? And how does that affect your day? Like, I would say prior to baby, my morning routine was a lot more strategic in terms of helping me to have a really good like mental state before I dived into my day. Like that was you know, going on a walk or listening to a podcast or something that had, or maybe even journaling things along those lines. Like that's something that was really important to me and doing that consistently was really important. But in this season of my life, like morning routines out the window, night routines, kind of working on it, but those don't really exist either. Really any sort of routine at this point in my life just doesn't really exist. And so that kind of leads me into my lesson number four, which is the way that I work. It just looks different. Like some days I don't even open my office door. Some days I work mainly during Remy's nightly feedings. Like, for example, I outlined this whole entire podcast episode at 4 a.m. this morning. Um, Some days I work while Remy naps on me. Some days I grab my laptop and work from the couch while she naps in her swing each day just looks different and that's okay. Like that to me right now is my consistency. My consistency is the inconsistency and it's just this season of life. And I know it's not going to last forever, but I'm also embracing it because it is something that's new and I'm learning so much from it. Okay. Number five is I overcommitted and I set goals that were too high, not knowing what postpartum would actually be like. And just as an example, like my client spotlight series, as I was talking about, and also the goal that I set for Black Friday, those were two perfect examples of me overcommitting and really setting goals that I just, I set goals not knowing what life would look like. And there's not really anything that I can like go back and change. And that can just be a learning lesson to me of like, I guess not doing that again in the future when it comes to uh, future babies and maternity leave. Okay, number six and the very last thing here before I move on to the next question is I've got to choose the path of least resistance. Now, notice how I said least resistance and not no resistance. No resistance would be not taking action at all. Least resistance is still taking action, but making it as easy as possible for me to take action. Another thing that you might be realizing with this episode, or maybe you don't, and that's great too, is the audio quality. And I'm probably giving my podcast manager, Jill, a heart attack because with the audio quality, you can probably hear cars in the background. You can probably hear dogs barking like my dog COVID downstairs. You might even hear a baby crying. Hopefully not, but it's because I'm recording this in my office versus my closet. I've actually never recorded in my office before. The audio quality in my closet is way, way, way better, hands down. And I'm not always going to record in my office, but what I realized as I was prepping to record this episode is that anything that causes resistance is going to get cut out. Because in this season, I need things to be as easy as possible in order to show up consistently. And right now, setting everything up in my closet to record a podcast episode is causing resistance. That is not the easiest way to get things done. And so right now, I'm going to be okay with a little bit poorer audio quality for maybe this episode and the next, well, for sure this episode, because I'm already here recording it right now, but maybe also for the next episode or two, because 
this is the path of least resistance for me right now. And again, like it just comes back to me thinking about, you know, what are people going to say? Are they going to say, wow, remember when Maya didn't record in her closet and the audio quality wasn't perfectly crisp and clear? Like that's not what people are going to be thinking. And if that's what you're thinking in a month from now, bless you is all that I have to say. But again, like choosing the path of least resistance. And I think that that's applicable to anyone at any stage of life. It's like, what is the path of least resistance for you? And this is just an example of my podcast, but we can talk about that in terms of content creation for you as well. Like I I talk to a lot of people when it comes to content creation, specifically reels where they are saying, you know, it's really hard for me to show up consistently. And I'm like, well, what kind of content are you creating? Does it feel fun for you to create that type of content? And they're like, no, it feels so heavy and it doesn't feel fun. Like I love creating this type of content, but I feel like I have to create this. Maybe you are, you know, recording reels and you're posting reels, but you don't love doing that. Maybe you love creating carousels. It's like, okay, what is the path of least resistance for you? And the way that it's going to make it easiest for you to show up consistently, it's probably creating more carousels than it is reels. And long term, is that going to be more beneficial for you? Yeah, 110% because you're not going to get burnt out. And also you're going to be able to show up consistently because you're doing something that allows you to do that consistently, right? So that is so, so, so important is choosing the path of least resistance when it comes to anything in business. And again, least resistance doesn't mean no action. It means least resistance. What is the thing that's going to help you to show up consistently and still take action without it being a chore? All right. There was a lot of repetitiveness in that. Not even going to go back and re-record this podcast episode because, you know, your girl just does not have time for that anymore. Normally, I would say, okay, let's restart this entire podcast episode because I don't even know what I just said in point number six, and I was probably rambling, and I probably repeated myself six times, and I probably just lost 50 different listeners because they're like, what the heck is Maya even talking about? Or Maya just, yeah, she just didn't make any sense. But again, path of least resistance, (laughs) we're taking things as they are, running with it. Okay, next question. How has slash will your business change now that you've had a baby? There are really three big things that come to mind here. And I'm sure that so many more things will change as I go on. But these are things that are already changing and things that I foresee changing in the future. Number one, taking on less one-on-one clients. I just simply don't have the capacity to take on things in a one-on-one setting right now. On a, I should say on a larger scale. Of course, I'm going to still take on one-on-one clients. But instead of taking on five per month, which is usually what I was taking on prior to baby, um, now it looks like taking on one or two one-on-one clients per month. So a lot, a lot different. I'm just scaling things down. And I even see in the future when it comes to my one-on-one sessions, not doing any live calls anymore with them and only doing messaging access because messaging access allows me to be able to pop in there whenever I have time throughout the day versus like a call I have to schedule time in my day. Um, I have to make sure that I have breast milk available, that I have babysitting available. Like There are a lot of things that I have to schedule when it comes to hopping on a call. I haven't taken that out yet, but I do foresee that potentially being something in the future that I do shift with my one-on-ones as well. The next thing that has changed, or not has changed yet, but will change in the future for sure, is restructuring anything that requires live time of mine. So like I said, with the one-on-one live calls, it's just a lot for me to have to sit down and hop on these live calls. So I, my ideal schedule right now would be taking on maybe two live calls max per week. 
And so I have to make sure that anything that I'm creating, whether that be like a program or whether that be my one-on-one clients, that I am sticking to the one to two live calls per week. And so when it comes to programs, this means that scalability, for example, which is my um, only live program that I have right now, that's going to get a totally restructure um, as I'm going into this next round. And I'm going to get a lot more intentional with the time that I am spending live in the program and really make sure that there's no fluff and just really make sure that the program itself has a more strategic approach to it. And that's not to say that the program hasn't been successful in the past. It 110% has. I love scalability. People love scalability. People have seen such amazing results after joining into scalability. But now just in this season of my life, things have to look different if I want to run this as a live program again. And so is that to say that there's not going to be any live aspect to it? No, 100%. There's still going to be live aspect to it. I'm still going to hop on live calls. But things that I'm playing around with is maybe instead of it being a six-week program, and having one to two calls per week, maybe it's going to be like an eight or a 12 week program where I have, you know, one call a week or maybe one call every other week. And it's a little bit more um, stretched out to not only give myself some breathing room, but also give people more time to implement things because scalability is a very, very, very value packed program. I mean, we cover so many things and so many things that are not just applicable in your business right now, but for years to come. And so that might actually be something that I implement is a little bit longer of a schedule when it comes to that program. But again, just playing around with a few different things, but just recognizing that I'm not able to show up in a live capacity in the same way in this season of life that I was prior to baby. And then the next thing is boundaries getting tighter, especially when it comes to messages on Instagram. So I just have zero time for unkind people and zero energy for unkind people at this season of my life. I put it up with the trolls and the unkind messages in the past. Um, but motherhood is already hard enough. Um, running a business while being a mother is already hard enough. Like I just have zero time, capacity, space, energy for any of that. So just really tight boundaries, meaning that I block a lot more people, even if it might not even be like a message that I would have blocked prior to having a baby. If it even just sets my energy off, if I even get negative in even the slightest bit reading that message, I'm probably just going to block that person. So I just have zero time for that. So boundaries getting tighter just when it comes to social media, I guess I should say. And again, as I was saying, there's many more lessons that I'm sure are going to come as I continue running a business while being a mother. But those are the big ones. Now, the last question that someone asked me is they said, you talked about not wanting kids at one point. How did that change? And looking back, what would you tell yourself in that moment? Now, what changed? There are a lot of things that changed. And if you haven't heard me share my story, I just want to share it really, really quick. So when I very first started my business, I wanted kids. And that's always something that I've I've always wanted kids, I should say. It wasn't just when I first started my business. I've always wanted kids for as long as I could ever remember. I always wanted to be a mom. Like that was my number one goal. My number one priority in life was being a mom. And that stood true for the first few months of my business. But once I really got into the groove of my business and I started making more money and I started making a bigger impact, I just truly fell so deeply in love with what it is that I'm doing and the impact that I'm making and the people that I'm able to interact with. And I started to think about how having 
a kid might change things for me. And it it totally has changed things for me. And I would be naive to think that that having a baby wouldn't change things because it does. And it 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 changes things in the best way though. And I, I recognize that and I recognize that things would change. My life would completely change once I had a kid and I wasn't at that time in my business willing to give up the life that I was currently living and what brought me joy in that season of my life to bring a baby into the world. And I also didn't think that it was fair of me to bring a baby into the world, not having prepared to give that baby my time, the time and energy that it needed, needs to be loved and to be nurtured. And I really just wanted to be the best mom possible. And I was like, I don't, not that I didn't have the capacity to do that, but I just didn't have the desire to do that. And so there were, for about a year of my business, I was like, I don't think that I want to have kids. Um, And it wasn't until I got to a a point in my business where I was able to start working less and making the same amount of money and making the same amount of impact. And I started to really surround myself with other women entrepreneurs who were um, raising kids and they were mothers. And I was looking at them as examples. And I was like, if they're doing it, I can do it too. And so just really opened my eyes to the fact that I was almost scared of being a mom because I wasn't sure of what it would look like in terms of me being an entrepreneur. And I also was scared too, because I am the sole income provider for my family. And so I was worried that, you know, I would be sick through pregnancy and I wouldn't be able to work or I wouldn't have the capacity to work once I had a newborn. Like there were a lot of fears there. And I spent a lot of time working through those fears. There was a lot of mindset work that went into all of that, but there wasn't any like light bulb moment for me where I was like, oh, I suddenly like, like want to have kids. Like there was no light bulb moment. It was just me surrounding myself with positive influences of people um, who are mothers and entrepreneurs and seeing that they can do it and just recognizing that I could do it as well, but also setting my business up to not necessarily run without me, but run without me having to work 24 seven. And that was, that was a long process. Like that didn't happen overnight. That was me hiring, you know, my team of five people over a year and a half span. That was me setting up automations. That was me joining masterminds and, um, hiring a coach to understand how to better set up my business, but I should say strategically set up my business so that I wouldn't have to work as much and I could still make more and more money and more and more impact. And so again, there were a lot of things that went into that. It wasn't just this overnight decision of like, oh yeah, like I just suddenly want to have kids. Um, So anyone who is listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to have kids because it's going to affect my business. I get it. Um, And what I would say to you is that you can navigate being an entrepreneur and being a mom. And what I would tell myself looking back is it's so worth it and it's better than you can ever imagine. And if you're worried about your income dropping or not having the capacity to work or if you're unsure of what the future holds with being a mom and an entrepreneur, like it'll all work out. And this new journey will only make you a better human and a better business owner and increase the impact that you're currently making. Having a baby doesn't limit you. It expands you and it expands the capacity that you have to hold money and the capacity for money to flow into your life. A baby truly makes everything better 
in every way, shape, and form possible. So that's what I would tell myself. That's what I would tell you if you're feeling like you're in that stage of life. Um, but all that being said, there's a lot of rambling that has happened in this episode. Um, this episode is not perfect with audio quality. This episode it was supposed to be a client spotlight episode. This episode isn't perfect with my the language that I'm using and the way that I'm speaking. I forgot how to speak English many of times throughout this episode, but it's also so beautiful. And that is something that this season has taught me is that there is something so perfect about the unperfectness of going through things with messy action. And that's what I would encourage you to take into 2024. And that's what I'm taking into 2024 is leaning into the messy action. And that really truly is what's going to get us to our goals that we have for this year is taking that imperfect action, that messy action every single day and recognizing that it's these small things that compound into the larger things over time. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.